And what up, wolves? It's Don Chen's, and you're listening to Wolf Mentality with Don Chen's. I already recorded, I tried to record this once, but it came out like doo doo caca. So I'm trying again. This is Thursday Therapy number three. Thanks for listening. If you've listened to all of them so far, if you haven't listened to all of them, go back and listen. Uh, I've had a lot of people still, you know, hitting me up, tell me they like it. Uh, still don't know if they're gassing me up or not, but I appreciate it either way. Um, getting some feedback as well. Hopefully we keep improving and people keep listening and enjoy it more and more each and every week. Um, so we just finished Memorial Day weekend. I had a nice four day weekend, took off on Friday, got to go down to the homeland, the Jersey shore, spent the first day and a half Friday to Saturday afternoon at LBI at my friend Matt's house. Uh, he, and, uh, I've been there before, but yeah, obviously it was my first time back this year. And my first question to him, which he thought was, he thought it was weird. I thought it was a very normal, logical, important question to ask. Possibly the most important question to ask when staying at someone's house overnight. Walked in, first thing I asked him was how his flush was. He kind of made fun of me, like, what does that matter? And I said, dude, it matters possibly more than anything tonight. I don't know how many things stress me out more than being in someone else's apartment with a weak flush. Trying to take a dump when something has a weak flush, it takes such strategic bathroom maneuvering and flushing and just a lot of critical thinking in order to get through the whole process without having any issues. And nobody wants to be the guy or girl. Girls do poop. No one wants to be that person. To go to your friend and be like, hey, just clogged your toilet. And then neither of you have ever used a plunger because mommy and daddy always use a plunger every time you clog the toilet at home. And now you're both sitting there trying to figure out how to unclog the toilet. And then the next time you got to poop, it's the same problem. So first thing, always ask, How's the flush? Nothing you can do about it if it is a weak flush, but it's important to know going into it so you know how to plan accordingly. I even, that when I when I went apartment hunting and I was looking for my apartments, uh, once I graduated, all the apartments I've gotten so far, first thing I always do when I check out an apartment is I go to the bathroom, flush the toilet. Immediately, go check that flush. As much, and this apartment I'm in right now, as much as I hate it and I can bitch about it all day, one positive thing I can say about it, phenomenal flush. Thing flushes like an absolute beast. Um, so yeah, flush was good. We made it through the weekend, no issues. Um, and after LBI, for a day and a half, went down to my friend Nick's uh, beach house in Lavalette, and then we kind of, we uh, only went out one night in the Belmar area where all the bars are for everyone who goes down the Jersey Shore. I honestly didn't want to go out any night at all, because holiday weekend, it's a nightmare. You got a two-hour wait no matter which bar you go to, but felt like we had to go out once, so we went and waited in a two-and-a-half-hour line. We went to Bar A, which a lot of people go to. I My one thing I said, I said, I refused. I'll go anywhere except for Parker House. A lot of people go down the Jersey Shore and they love Parker House. I absolutely can't stand that place. For those of you that have never been to Parker House or don't know what it is, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine a house. Now imagine a house that is not meant to be a bar. In the middle of a neighborhood with really narrow hallways, really low ceilings, no air conditioning. And it's filled probably double what the actual capacity is. And that's Parker House. And everyone says they love it. That place sucks. Even whether it's a holiday weekend or not, you wait over two hours. You finally get in there. Then it's crammed. You're sweating your ass off no matter where you go. And this summer, people were saying that the upstairs is closed. So it's going to be even worse 
forget that. Forget it. I said, no way. That was the only place I said I absolutely wouldn't go, even though I really didn't want to go out at all. But we went out, went to Bar A. Nothing too eventful besides for us bitching about the two and a half hour line. Except waiting in that line helped really helped me feel like I was at home back in Jersey with all amongst my people, surrounded by all the guidos, all the meatheads, everyone fighting with each other about cutting in line. I just I felt like I was where I belonged. Uh, pretty much made it through without incident, except there was a kid towards the end. He was trying to cut us all in line. Uh, we kind of gave him a hard time, but, uh, I'm not really trying to fight anybody. Uh, the, the muscles are all for show. I'm not actually about that life. I don't really want the smoke. Um, act like a tough guy, but I'm actually a huge pussy. So wasn't trying to get in a fight. If it ever comes to it, I act like I'm about it and hope that they just think I am. And then it resolves because if it actually comes to throwing blows, like I, I'm going to have a real problem on my hands. But kid tries to cut us. We kind of get mad, but he just gets through it. I'm like, whatever. I don't want to deal with it. Then girl in front of us in line, she starts getting in his face, talking shit to him. Like, I don't even remember what she was saying, which of course, then you got a drunk guy, girl talking shit to him. That gets, you hope it doesn't get physical, but the girl's not going to be able to protect herself. I'm also... Being the Jersey Shore Guido I am, kind of want to. I'm always kind of itching for a fight, whether I say I realize it or not. Subconsciously, I kind of want to fight people, so I just jump the opportunity. I start talking shit to the guy too. We're going back and forth, and uh, eventually, I just you know freak out on him, just like shut up, don't talk to this person, don't talk to me or him or her, just get behind us and shut up. Blah blah blah. Uh, he stops. Uh, he gets behind us. No, no punches are thrown. Although I think I would have taken him, but I'm not really too sure. Cause like I said, I don't, not really about that life. Um, but he gets behind us. Seems like the, uh, emotions have subsided and everyone's kind of chill, but I guess the kid was kind of mad that he felt like he needed to get in the last word. So he's behind me. He's behind all of us. And all of a sudden I just, he just like, I kind of see him in the corner of my eye. He just looks at me. And his, like, he needs to get the last word. And so his ultimate comeback, like, bam, got him. Like, oh, this kid's such a loser. He, he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to bang so many more girls than you tonight. Oh, are you my guy? Like, what does that have to do with anything? I just literally turned, him, turned and looked at him. And I was just like, I, I mean, I hope so. I hope you do. I'm not, I'm not going to. I probably won't, so I really hope you do a better job than if I don't carry the way. Like, you you lost the argument if that's what you got to resort to. And on top of that, this dude was like a big, fat, doofus, curly hair, like, was by himself with no friends. Nerd. But that was just the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Like, it's like the, uh, I make more money than you. Like, I make so much money. Like, dude, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, that's such a lame like shit talking in the middle of an argument. Like either beam in the argument, throw hands or shut up. Like don't be like, oh, I'm going to get so many more girls than you. I'm going to, oh, like, no, you're not, dude. None of us are. Don't, don't kid yourself. You know it. I know it. Like don't, don't be lying to people. Um, not too much else happened that weekend. Pretty much that. And just ate until I was sick, which is uh, something I really love to do on holiday weekends or, you know, Get-togethers with friends and family on the weekends. Love it. Why eat until you're satisfied when you can eat until you're teetering on the edge of throwing up? And especially down the shore, you get Wawa. Nothing nothing is better than Wawa down the shore. It's Wawa's delicious. Everything about it's amazing. If you, talk, if you don't like Wawa, the worst is at, when I went to college in uh, Central PA... There's out there, there's sheets, and there are people who think like, "Oh, sheets is so much better than Wawa." If you actually think sheets is better than Wawa, if you really, truly, at the bottom of your heart, think sheets is better than Wawa, and you've tried both, and you think sheets is better, I need you to stop listening right now. Right after I say this, I need you to just hit pause. Go walk out of wherever you are. Go find the nearest bridge you could find, relatively high. And just swan dive off of it. Because you're an absolute lunatic. Wawa is 10 million times better than Sheets. Any other, I don't know, what is a quick check? I don't know. Whatever there is, 
Wawa's top dog. That's it. Not subjective. Not an opinion. That's a fact. End of discussion. Um, but since I don't get Wawa in New York, had to take advantage of it, had it like three or four times. Literally ate till I was sick. I ate so much food that I was already given and then it was, you know, late at night, like, oh, we should get milkshakes at Wawa. Yeah, sure. Do I go and just get a milkshake? No, of course not. I get a sub too, because it's Wawa. Wawa. And actually the time we went to get milkshakes. Because I love how there's like the the beach cops. Beach cops have ab- the on all these beach towns. These cops have nothing to do. Like they have nothing to do most of the year, except for like the however many months there are when people are, go down the shore. So they got to hit quota and they got to try and dish out as many citations and fines as they can to try and make all their money and stuff. So they're always just going around giving everyone uh, at the bars, giving everyone noise complaints and, or noise citations and citations for every little thing possible. Like bar A, they do that. You literally walk 10 feet outside by bar A and you talk just above uh, your an inside voice. They give you a noise citation. Oh, you're in a residential area. Dude, the biggest bar in New Jersey is 10 feet away from me. But nope, they give you a citation because they got nothing better to do. But this thing in Wawa, so we're there, it's relatively late. Thing is flooded with teeny boppers. Never seen so many teeny boppers in one place. It made me feel like a loser because I'm I, I look like I was a teeny bopper. Half these the dudes were probably like 15, but they were twice my height, and I feel like a huge idiot. But we're in there trying to get a milkshake, trying to get a sub. Bunch of little kids in there. And kind of crazy to run supervisors pretty late and there's a million kids there but anyway this cop walks in just meanest face so angry looked like oh i'm such a big tough guy he goes in just screams at the top of his lungs if you have your bike in the parking lot get it out of that spot and don't come back don't come back like he's like threatening little kids. Don't come back. Get your bike out of the parking spot, and don't I don't you ever let me see you here again, dude. Kids are just getting wow wow. Relax. And he's like walking around. He's like still yelling at the kids. The kids all were like, "Oh my god!" Like my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. And they were going to get their bikes out. But then when we were walking out, you see him still like chasing them down. And then when we were walking out, I don't know if he thought we were. Kids too, although I hope I don't look that young. Although I did shave my beard this weekend, so maybe I did look a little younger. But he was like eyeing us and he's walking by us and he's just puffing his chest out with like his shoulders back and just staring us down, like looking for us to be doing something wrong. Like, hey buddy, I'm just getting a milkshake and walking home. Relax. And I always think it's so funny because they have literally no crimes to deal with. So they got to deal with stupid bullshit like that. Like I'd love to take that cop and all the hardos like that in beach towns. I'd love to get the drunk kids in trouble. And I want to put them in like Trenton or Newark or something and have them there for a week and deal with actual crimes and see how big of tough guys they are. Love to act like tough guys when it's like 15 year olds on bikes and they're worried about their mommy and daddy catching them uh, drinking uh, beer and smoking jewels. Actually, nah. Can't people even do Jewel anymore? Jewel is so 2018. 2019, it's all about three letters. CBD. Go around New York City, Every literally everything in New York is just, every place sells CBD, no matter where you go. Even if it makes no sense. Like, it could be uh, like a women's boutique clothing store. They'll have CBD at the counter. Every, like it's, it just, it cures everything. CBD is just magic. You feeling anxious? You have anxiety? You feeling stressed? Oh, just here's some CBD oil. Oh, uh, you have your inflammation here. Drink this CBD uh, infused coffee or this. Oh, I have this CBD brownie or these CBD gummy bears. Like pretty soon, everything's gonna have CBD in it. Everything. It it has. CBD has to cure everything. There's no other explanation for why everyone's selling CBD. Every product we use, I'm going to be using CBD infused shampoo, the CBD hand soap. I don't even know what else. Every drink I have is going to have CBD. Everyone's going to cook with CBD oil. I'm going to bathe in it, rub CBD oil over my body every day. And be like, oh, no stress, no anxiety, no inflammation. 
CBD is going to cure cancer. It's going to cure everything. You would think. Like jewel out CBD in. All right. That was a good rant about my weekend. I don't know if anything. Not, pretty uneventful, which I think is good for a nice little mini vacation long weekend. Um, if you're listening to this, hopefully you listened to my previous episode, which was my interview with Oakland Raiders linebacker, Jason Cabinda, uh, is also a former standout linebacker, Penn state top 10 in tackles. I think top 10 tackles, Penn state history. Uh, you haven't listened to it after this or hit pause and go listen to it. Now it was a really good interview. Uh, Jason's, uh, very intelligent, articulate guy. And he, uh, was very honest. A lot of the things I asked him. Gave some good insight into some of the obstacles he overcame. And I think um, I posted a clip on my Instagram. If you listen to the beginning, I talk about how before, I guess up until my junior year if you were of high school, if you were to ask me who was the worst football player you ever played with up until that point, I would have been deciding between like him and one or two other people. He was not a good athlete at all. He was, he's two years younger than me, but he was playing up because he was too heavy for his age group and Pop Warner. So he was playing two age groups up with people, kids my age. Was heavy, out of shape, could barely make it through practice, would always come in last and everything. Wasn't very good. And then all of a sudden he gets in his freshman year. Everyone's like, oh, yo, have you seen Cabinda? And I was like, what do you mean? Last time I remembered he wasn't very good. And then all of a sudden he's an absolute beast. Um... And I make the point in the interview, if you go to listen to it or if you have listened to it already, I make the point how as a kid, you know, most kids, if you're not good at something, you would just quit. You know, if it was me, like I, I if I was really like, what I quit? Oh, like I played the saxophone, like my parents only played the saxophone when I was in elementary school and I hated that. I hated it and I sucked at it. So I quit as soon as my parents would allow me. Um, even though he wasn't very good at it, he just kept playing, kept at it and kind of persevered through that bad stretch. And eventually it paid dividends because, you know, he grew into his body, became a great athlete and built that work ethic of, you know, if you're the last, he was the last one all the time and always struggling. But once he became a, once he became a better athlete, grew into his body, matured a little more, you know, that he already faced that adversity and that tough physical challenge of being not in good shape and not a good athlete that once he had those natural abilities, that work ethic he built over time, in my opinion, helped excel him to the next level of playing big time college football and being very successful and then getting into the NFL and overcoming different injuries, going undrafted and all those things. Um, So I think that's the thing with Jason for me is, you know, like I literally, I not kidding. He was really not good. And then it's you see that to high school, and you're like, wow. Like he, his senior year, he carried that team to a state championship. And then he gets to college, and he just keeps elevating his game as he got older. Keeps working hard and has a great work ethic, and you know he deserves everything he's uh, achieved up until this point. So I think it's uh, you can learn a lot from him. And like I said, he's very honest about the things he went through. Um, so hopefully people like that. Although I was told, again, I was breathing a little too heavy in that interview. I apologize. I feel like I'm doing it now. I'm trying to like hold my breath back up. Just try, I'm trying to learn how to breathe. I got to figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Whew, it's hard to not breathe. It's so, it is so hot in my apartment. I'm not, I am not moving. I'm just sitting in a chair and I'm sweating my ass off. It, it, you know what? Whatever. I love it. I love it. Nothing. What could be better than sweating in your own house? Is there anything better than that? Is there anything better than spending a ridiculous amount of money on rent to the fact that you're like a pretty much a broke boy? All to have pretty much no. AC and you just sweat your ass off all day the second the temperature gets above 60 <clears throat> I love that 
I love when I get a wedgie and I'm sweating just from sitting down in my apartment. Yes. Love that. <clears throat> love being sweaty. I just want to sit here and sweat. It's like I want, I should just turn this apartment to a sauna. Should really crank up the heat. Why not? Should turn my, uh, whatever the hell it is. Heat, but it's like the furnace. I turned the furnace on. That's what I was looking for. I raced home after work today to go to record this. Like I said, I tried recording yesterday. I don't know. I was out of it and it just like, I was like, all right, this sounds like shit. So I'm ran home. I got to re-record it and, uh, started raining, like pouring rain, whip out my umbrella. Every single time it starts pouring rain like that, I get super stressed out because no joke like everyone acts like in New York, oh, everyone's like, yeah, you know, everyone like walks like they're in the city. Everyone walks fast, has somewhere to be. It's a, oh, everyone, blah, blah, blah. When it starts raining in the city, people just completely forget how to function. They don't know how to walk. They don't know where they are. They're just legs stop working. They can't, they go blind. It is, and, and not only all of those things, the, the absolute worst part is Everyone, not everyone, 50% of people will walk around with these massive umbrellas. So obnoxiously enormous. It, it, you could fit a village of people. You could fit 10 people under this umbrella as for one little like dude. Like a little 40-year-old guy has this massive golf umbrella that I could fit everyone in my apartment building under that one umbrella. You don't, you, you don't need that big of an umbrella. I, I need to, what I need to do, I need to run for mayor of New York city, which I would win. If I ran against de Blasio, nobody likes de Blasio. I would for sure win. First thing I would do, figure out whatever the proper circumference of an umbrella people would need and say, if anyone has an umbrella bigger than that, jail, jail, that's it. <clears throat> Choking. Jail. If if you have an umbrella that's just too big, you should literally be taken to jail because you are just such an inconsiderate asshole. You don't need that big of an umbrella. You and the worst part of people with those big umbrellas, like when I walk around, I'm very conscious of like, oh, you know, I'll move out of the way, kind of weave, kind of tilt the umbrella one way or the other to make sure I'm not, you know, bumping into people, being courteous to others around me. The people with the normal size umbrellas are always, they'll do the same thing. The people with the big umbrellas don't give a fuck about anybody else around them. They don't care. They're just, I got this bulldozer of an umbrella and they don't even look up where they're walking and it's just get out of their way because they're going to run you over. Stop texting me. Stop. I'm recording. Phone's blown up. I'm so popular. But why... You don't, you don't need it. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you're a very, very large individual and you can get a uh, waiver, uh, like a doctor's note to, I, I am such a massive human that I need a bigger umbrella to fully cover this large mass that I carry. If that is the issue. Okay. If you're a big guy, a big woman, you can have a larger umbrella. Anyone else? Jail. Jail or you have to pay like a million dollars in fines. That's what I would do. That would probably be the very first thing I did as mayor of New York City. Like it sucks when it's hot in the city, but when it rains, forget it. No, everyone's a chicken with their head cut off. It's unbelievable. The, uh, oh, the other thing. So that would probably be the first thing I got rid of. Would be umbrellas. The sec, if I was mayor now, the second act I would take as Mayor Chen's. If I was Mayor Chen's, first act, ban ban golf umbrellas, either jail or severe fines for everyone if your umbrella is too big, unless you're a large person. Second thing that I would ban: city bikes. I 
Words do not describe how much I hate city bikes. Bikes in general, the only people that should have bikes in the city are delivery people, people who deliver food specifically. If you're delivering my food, you need a bike because you need to get here as fast as possible because I don't like to wait. So if you have a, if you're delivering for whatever Uber Eats, Seamless, Postmates, whatever it is, have a bike. Anybody else, you don't need a bike. Walk, run. You don't need a bike. The worst part about city, city bike people are the worst though. The problem with city bikes, people on city bikes just don't obey the laws. They just think absolutely it's just anarchy and nothing applies to them. They, they don't know. You don't know if they're a pedestrian. You don't like if if you're if you're in a car, they want you to treat them like a pedestrian. If you're a pedestrian, they want you to get out of the way like they're a car, like they're an oncoming car. They'll, they don't obey any traffic laws. They blow red lights. They turn where they're not supposed to. They weave and cut people off and cut through lanes. And like go the wrong way, but then so then they go on the sidewalk and run pedestrians over, but then they want cars to yield to them. You can't have it all. You can have your cake and eat it too. Pick one. Are you a pedestrian? Are you a vehicle? Pick. You can't have both. I'm a pedestrian, so I don't if I want to weave through cars when cars are parked, yeah, I could do that. If I want to walk on the sidewalk, I can do that. You can't be Expect me to yield to you like you're a ve- like you're an oncoming vehicle. Are the car cars treat you like you're a vehicle, but then you run on the sidewalk and pretty much run everyone over. And you can't even hear them coming. That's that was always scare me in college. Kids would have bikes, which I don't even know why you need a bike at a Gettysburg College. The campus is so damn small. I could walk across it in 15 minutes, not even 10 minutes. You need a bike to get to class. Like you need a bike to get to class. Um, but people. You don't hear them coming. They'll be coming behind you on this narrow sidewalk with you and one other person. And then all of a sudden you just feel the wind of some do not bike going a thousand miles an hour and they clip you in the elbow because they just don't know how to ride a bike. And they're just like people on city bikes in the city are just like causing accidents from weaving and traffic, cutting people off. And it's just, it's get rid of them. I don't want them. I refuse to take a city bike. I was like, oh, take a city bike. It's so much. No, no, no. I don't want to be on a city bike. I want to be on a bike, period. No bikes. Unless I deliver food, no bikes. Get rid of them. Get rid of bikes. Get rid of golf umbrellas. I don't want them. I don't need them. You don't need them. Walk. Oh, and the other, I guess, I don't know if this is like... I've noticed this happening a lot. People... In the city, lots of sirens, right? You got ambulance, police, fire trucks, lots of sirens going back and forth at all times. There are so many times I'll see, you'll see a whatever go by with a siren blaring, and you'll see all these people, it'll be like grown men too, they'll be like covering their ears, like, like, and they'll like close their eyes and like wince in pain, like, ah, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Like the siren's too loud. Yo, if I can hear a siren right now, I don't know if the mic's picking it up. If a if some vehicle goes by you with a siren, and it's so it's so deafeningly loud to you that you have to cover your ears and you're like wincing and crumbling in the pain of it being too loud, you need to see a doctor and you need to get your ears checked pronto. There is no there is no way a siren should be that loud that it's blowing your eardrums out. That's just ridiculous. You're either, you either have a legit mental, uh, mental, no, medical issue. You have a medical issue or you're just putting on a scene for everybody and trying to win an uh, Academy Award. It's a, it's a slightly loud siren. You don't need, you're not, you're okay. If you're seriously in that much pain, you are such a pussy. I don't and it's, if even if you're an el- if, you, if I can understand if you're a very elderly person, but elderly people or like a baby if a baby cries, I never see baby crying from a siren. Never see an elderly person like they're doing that. You see an average normal like young or middle aged person, man or woman, just walking around. Siren goes by, and you think they're gonna melt like the Wicked Witch of the West because the siren's so loud. 
you're fine. If you're not fine, you should see. There's, I happened just before, right outside my apartment, right in front of the urgent care. You should pick yourself up off the ground from all the pain you're in from the super loud siren and just walk into the urgent care because you need medical attention. I, I like, if I feel like it has to be fake. Like there's, there's just, there's no way. It happens often. Checking my phone now to see. Oh. So the last Thursday therapy, I talked about how I went to Boston the previous weekend. And if you listened, I was uh, making fun of Mar- So I was like talking about how like people only run marathons because of uh, social media. Now everyone wants to run a marathon because they just want to post about it on their social media. And everyone thinks it's cool. Like, oh my God, they give me beer, right? So I was saying, oh, I was in Boston and then I made fun of marathons and how they get beer after the marathon, like as a reward. No joke. Finish recording. Hit, like stop everything, shut everything down. Go on my couch. Go on Instagram. The very first ad that pops up on my Instagram for 26.2 brew. Guess where it's located? Boston, Massachusetts, right in the heart of Sin City. Like that couldn't be more specific to what I was talking about. Boston Marathon Beer. And I never, the other thing I guess I just, I never noticed, but then this past weekend, I go to the liquor store and I see 26.2 Brew sitting in the fridge. It's loud, loud in my hallway right now. But yeah, that freaked me out. Those kind of things happen all the time. My uh, former coworker of mine, I remember like over a year ago, I was going with another coworker to a UFC event, like a meet and greet type thing in Union Square. And I'm getting lunch with another coworker. We're just talking. I'm telling him about it. So yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's with, uh, I forget who it was with. It was like, the first one was with Paige Von Zant. Smoke, by the way. Paige Von Zant at Union Square at like the Reebok store or whatever. The, the person I was talking to never watched UFC, uh, like doesn't look anything up about UFC or Reebok or anything ever. We get back from lunch when we're talking about it. He sits down, looks at his phone, goes on Instagram. First ad that pops up. Not only is it a UFC ad, it is the exact, it is an ad for the exact event I was talking about. That's why I love when people are like, oh, like Facebook, they're stealing our information. Oh, they, they, they had a data leak and all oh, these people they have my information. We do my information. Your information is gone, buddy. Everyone has your information. The government has everything. It's over. You're, like, why even care? Like Apple has your, like, your, uh, oh, it's so cool how I could scan my face to unlock my phone. Apple has your uh, facial recognition stuff. They have your all. They have all your fa- data of what you look like. Every your credit card information, your social security numbers, everything about you is already out there. People already have it. No reason to stress about it. Instagram is like your phone microphone is always on, picking up every single thing you say. It's over. We already lost. No reason to stress about your information. It's someone already has it anyway. Except I say I say that, but I watched. I think I've said before, I watch a lot of Joe Rogan and he recently had someone who, uh, he has like AI stuff and he works with like self-driving cars. They're having this crazy conversation about where technology and, uh, artificial intelligence is going and it just freaked me out. Like all the things that scare people, like, um, like the environment and climate change and like what else, like nuclear warfare and all the possible things that scare the shit out of people. My number one thing now is AI. He, he just sounded like a doomsday scenario and like we know it's coming, but we're just going to keep building all these things anyway. And they were talking about how, oh, we're not going to even use the internet anymore because all these fake bots are going to start like writing things and putting, there's going to be too much information. We're not going to know what's real, what's fake, what was written by a human and what by an AI bot. And we're going to not be able to use the internet because we can't trust anything. Like we already can't trust the internet. 
I don't know. I was like terrified. I watched that whole thing. I was terrified for the next week. I watched it like last week. Don't watch it because it actually freaks me out. And even what freaks me out, like I was talking about the face ID on the iPhone, like similar to that. You see, I'm seeing like a lot of comedians, but other celebrities and stuff. They're posting these deep fake videos. If anyone's ever seen those, it's kind of like photoshop but in videos so people are like taking someone else's face and putting it on someone else's body in a video and then their face looks like it's talking like how the person talks in the video i don't know if that makes sense you can tell you can for the most of the time tell they're fake but they still look pretty good and it's only going to get better and then pretty soon they're going to be at a point where you're not going to be able to tell the difference. I could take a video of someone robbing a bank or killing someone. There's a video of it. I could put your face on it and you're going to look it's going to look like you and no one's going to know. And your people are just going to get framed for crimes and it's just it's a nightmare. People keep posting those deep fake videos like, "Oh, this is so funny." Like that is the most not funny video I think I could watch. Cuz it's just where that's that technology is going to lead to a lot of problems. I uh, guess for news only, you know, like sports, I guess NBA Finals, uh, Kawhi's a beast, but Raptors have no chance. M- maybe it goes five. No matter how Durant's doing. F- m- all right, maybe six of Durant's out more than game one. Maybe, but probably not. Like, Warriors are just going to dominate. It's just, I don't know if it's even worth talking about. Like, I don't, don't really have any analysis, just, although actually the one thing I love about the playoffs so far, like the Raptors, is all the Drake stuff. Like, I got an alert today about how the NBA had to say something to the Raptors about how the way Drake's, like, conduct is, is not good, and, like, every, all the Bucks like, players are, oh my god, like, Drake, why won't he stop? And even the coach was crying about it. Like, don't you idiots know that that's exactly what Drake wants? He's just trying to get in your head and distract you from the game, that's exactly what you're doing? Like... The Bucks were the best, had the best record, and they literally let Drake get in their head. Like, he ever, oh my God, I, I love what he's doing. He did exactly what he wanted to do. He just was acting like a huge asshole, uh, pissing them off, getting in their heads, and throwing their game off. And that's exactly what happened the Raptors won. So he should keep doing it. Uh, who gives a shit what the NBA says? He should just be running around the court screaming in Steph Curry's face. That's what I would do if I was him. I would just keep doing the same stuff. And I was dying at the one, there was one video, I don't know if anyone else thought it was funny, but I was dying laughing, it was just a, I don't know if it was a gip, it was like a short video of him just looking at the Bucks bench, he's just like, oh shit, oh shit, just screaming at them, like, so obnoxious, but like, it literally worked, and it's also, it's not a new thing, I mean, Spike Lee used to do that when the Knicks were semi-okay in the 90s, so I don't know why, it's like, oh my god, I, I can't believe Drake is doing that. It's not new. It's just, and just play the game and win, and then he doesn't matter what he's doing. If you're kicking their ass, he won't act like an asshole. For positive news story, I don't really have like a news story, but I have something positive I would like to share with people. Um, oh, actually, something that just went viral today that people should watch. You know, put a link in the show notes if I can do it um there was that video of the kid on America's Got Talent he was uh he was I forget his name he was autistic and he was blind his mother brought him out and you could tell I mean he's like rocking back and forth like has like you know a lot of issues and he's like oh he sings and like music saved his life and blah 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 you kind of could like knew before he started singing like all right he must be good because they wouldn't show this you know, this kid with mental issues if he wasn't a great singer. But he was unbelievable. Such a good singer. Obviously a tearjerker. Makes you start crying because, like, everyone's crying. They gave him the golden buzzer. And everyone went got happy. He was jumping around. But, like, that kid was – like, he – it's crazy when you see those things. Like, he just starts playing and just – like, the like the kind of ticks, like, stop. And he, gets, and he was very focused and – never stuttered with his voice and his voice was amazing and he was like hitting different pitches he was different hitting high notes low notes just crushed it it was sick but obviously i was like all tearing up that's why america's got talent's the best show i always say that i america's got talent is probably the only like competition 
of the like those shows or whatever that still exists that I think is awesome. You get like things like that. There's great stories and singers. Then you get like the magicians and like the weird performers and the weirdos that are funny, like old school American Idol, like weirdos where it's just like they're obviously suck and they're just there to be ridiculous. America's Got Talent's great, but yeah, I'll put a link to that. But huge tearjerker. So fair warning before you watch it. I tweeted it out and said warning. You will cry. And people still watching it. It tweeted at me. Yeah, this made me cry. It's like, yeah, I told you. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about, so it's not a news story. But I got to shout out the num- my favorite, my favorite Instagram account that exists right now is this girl, Brielle. That's it. Her handle, her Instagram handle is Brielle. B-R-I-E-L-L-E. I'm recording this on Wednesday. She had one today. Every single Wednesday. At, at noon, exactly at noon, posts, uh, she, goes, she goes, hi everybody, happy Wednesday, and she says whatever, whatever, she goes, did you know, and then she gives you some crazy, mind-blowing fact that's just like, oh my god, I can't believe it, and she's so cute, and she's so smart, and it brighten, it brightens my day, it's like, my I look forward to it, as soon as I see it, I get so excited, I hit all my coworkers, I'm like, look, look, oh my god, Brielle posted. She got famous, I think, like she went on Ellen and she knew everything on the periodic table and was just kind of flexing how smart she was. She's like this little girl. She's losing all her teeth now. She's like, no, she lost both of her front teeth. So cute. I'm going to, I'm just going to hold it up to the microphone so people can listen to it. This is a, a recent one that I thought was, it was a cool fact. Wait, hold on. Okay. freaking cute is that so smart so wise so cute she's the best best instagram account to follow everyone's got to follow her get ready for wednesdays it'll change your life i love if she's everything like question two she goes did you know and then when she gets to the question part she's like you're smelling it for the first time like she's not the best actress i guess but She's a genius and everyone should follow her right now. And now we have our very first ad read. Wow. Can you believe it? Already have an ad read. This is so sick. Here it goes. Are you an adult male with a disgusting dad bod? Are you out of shape? Do you look in the mirror and say, wow, I look like a fatso. Do you want to get yoked this summer? Do you want to get shredded? Do you want the ladies to love you and the guys to envy you? Well then, do I have the program for you? It's Wolf Season 1.0. It's an eight-week program to build muscle, shed fat, and look great this summer. You can find it now on www.lonewolffit.com to find the exclusive Wolf Season 1.0 ebook available now. And you can also buy the Lone Wolf Supplement Guide, a perfect guide to discover what supplements you should take, what you shouldn't take, what you're wasting your money on, how supplement companies are tricking you, why your fish oil sucks, and more. Buy it today, both ebooks on lonewolffit.com. Wow. Unbelievable. Thank you, Lone Wolf Fitness, for the uh, ad. Appreciate, you know, them sponsoring uh, this podcast. Hopefully we get some more uh, companies to sponsor the podcast, you know, do some more ad reads. Uh, But that was our first one as a special moment. 
Um, so yeah, that uh, program that that was for uh, Wolf Season 1.0 on LoneWolfFit.com. Should totally check that out. Heard it's great. Heard it gets you nice. You get swole, but you also get shredded. You look like a beast. And yeah, summer's coming up. You know, weather's getting warm. Beach season. You want to look great. Totally recommend you check now. I've tried it before. It's phenomenal. Yeah, that the guy that wrote it, genius. So thank you, Lone Wolf Fitness, for that ad read. I appreciate it. Uh, in terms of music, obviously, you should go back to what I said last Thursday about how Tyler the Creator's new album Igor came out and how it was going to be the number one album in the country. And what do you know? Guess what happened? Tyler, the creator's album, Igor, is the number one album in the country. Beat out DJ Khaled's album. It is the first, let's see, it's the first hip-hop album to hit number one on Billboard and be entirely produced by the artist with no co-production. He produced the entire album himself, hit number one, first artist to ever, ever do it. So everyone who talks shit about him, talks shit about me for loving him. Ha, 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 He's actually going to be headlining uh, Friday at GovBall in New York. And as much as I would love to go, uh, I think I'm retired from music festivals. Because the last one I went to in LA for his festival, uh, it was more teeny I felt like I was 90 years old it was just all teeny boppers and I felt so out of place and it's just it's a sad reality but unfortunately I think I'm too old but I I still like I think about it, I'm like I I should go but I can't I'm too old I'm an old fart but yeah so his album obviously number one album in the country if you haven't listened to it listen to it and it's I tell people it's a little weird. It's like different than normal, like what you would typically listen to. So go into it with an open mind. Maybe, you know, listen to it once through. You should listen to it full front to back because it's like all, all what's great about his music, it all fits a theme. It all tells a story. So you should, if you listen to in chronological order, it goes through a whole story, whole theme. It's very, uh, I don't know what the word is, thematic, but that's not the word. But listen to it, give it a chance, maybe come back to it again a second time. But it's a great album. It's number one. And he's going to win a Grammy. Guarantee. The Don Chen's guarantee, lock it in. Uh, other music, the only things I would say that came out recently, not too much, was uh, Apollo XXI, an album by Steve Lacey. Uh, I mentioned the band The Internet, like a, I don't know however many weeks ago, but He's the one of the. He's not the lead singer, but he's a singer, and he's like the lead guitarist. He had a solo album. It's very good. I like it. It's like R and B, but like mostly guitars. And then the other thing to listen to is this an artist I really like called Still Woozy. He had an EP he put out called Lately, and he also has two really good singles from last year that I love called Goodie Bag, and Lucy. He's kind of like if anyone listens to Mac DeMarco. He's kind of like that, I would say. Probably the closest that people may know that his music sounds like, but he's very good. I like him. I kind of want to see him in concert. Maybe I'll uh, start putting those like links to those in the show notes, like the Spotify and stuff, the music I talk about. Um, but that's pretty much it. But as long as you listen to Igor, I'll be happy. So, yeah, I think that's it. I'm not... I was like really dead set on I have to hit an hour every time but now I'm not even paying attention to the bleh, paying attention to the time whatever time I hit is the time I hit I'm just gonna say what I want get in get out call it a day um so like I said earlier if you haven't listened to my interview with Jason Cabinda Oakland Raiders linebacker go listen to it uh put it out this past Tuesday I think it's really good um and worth listening to and then next week on Tuesday I have an interview with my good friend Rami Halabi uh, he's an entrepreneur. He is the founder and CEO of Only Positives Co. It's a lifestyle clothing brand. I really like their stuff. I'm always rocking it. 
he also he has his own playlist called Sunday Vibes. I my Big Bad Wolf playlist. I totally stole that idea of doing playlists from him. We talk about that. Uh, and he quit his job to run that company and freelance full time. He's teaching himself how to DJ. He's doing freelance photography, freelance web design, like a million other things. Uh, he's pretty much doing exactly what I want to do. And uh, it's a much longer conversation than other ones I've done. I, we went a little over two hours. I don't know how much I'm going to cut it down if I cut it down at all. But I think it was a really interesting conversation because, you know, we're friends, but me and him are on similar wavelengths with a lot of the things we were talking about. And so, I mean, the conversation flowed very naturally. It was much more of a back and forth convo than like a Q&A interview. Um, so I think it was a very engaging conversation that people will like. So we'll see if I cut it down at all. Um, I'm sure some people will bitch about it being too long. Uh, I've already people bitching to me about ones that are an hour being too long, but in most of the podcasts I listen to, like an hour would be the shortest one. Most of them are hour and a half to two and a half. So like I'm used to that type of length. So we'll see how long it is, but it's a little longer than normal, but I promise you it's worth it. It was a very, very, very good conversation. Um, and it's really cool. You know, I haven't interviewed an entrepreneur up until that, up until this point. So it's like a different perspective. Um, he's like, really, he's been doing it for a long time, but he's still, you know, trying to figure things out, learning as he goes. I mean, he's younger than me, but I go to him a lot, uh, for help with things because he's kind of dealt with a lot of stuff already. And a lot of the challenges of trying to go the entrepreneurial route doing things yourself, being your own boss. And I, you know, respect him for taking the leap of quitting his full-time job and jumping in it, you know, full 100% because, uh, I don't have the boss to do that as a, at the moment. Um, so hope you enjoyed this. If you made it this far, pay attention for Tuesday for my interview with Rami, listen to my last interview with Jason Kabinda if you haven't, and I'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. I love you all. Appreciate the support. I'm out.